is this movie? Yeah, I, I think, Brian, the other thing, I, I have two things. One, you're absolutely right. There is a better movie. It's called The Amazing Spider-Man because that's the exact same fucking motivation for Kurt Connors. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's Will? the same movie. Oh no. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? We are so excited to be with you. Y'all, this is this episode is going to be truly, truly, truly incredible. I am excited to talk about it. Um, we're getting beer, Brian, on a Monday. So there's that, which is always exciting. <laughs> beer, Brian, on a Monday, which I love. Um, Marcus, Marcus got to take me down memory lane of actually experiencing a bar with other college students. Whoa. That was really fun. We can get into that. That was exciting. Um, people. So y'all, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't like want to wait. Like, I just want to get, I just want to get into it. But I want to make sure that we check in with everybody before we dive into this head first. Um, so, uh, Marcus, how are you hey. doing, sir? Listen, I am here. It has been a wild couple days, especially in the chat. It seems like Morbius has set the <laughs> motherfuckers off, and <laughs> I'm very excited to dive into it. There's a lot of variety of of feelings about this movie, and it's been a while since we've had like a a vibe like this. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited. So I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm very excited as well. Not since Artemis Fowl have That's we dived Artemis into something yeah. this this controversial. Yeah. But, you know, we really got to make sure the man responsible for much of our dialogue in the chat yeah. is a one Brian Roush. And Brian, how are you feeling? I'm Look, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to put that <laughs> out here. I'm happy to be here with my two guys, Marcus and Doug, to talk about this movie that had a profound impact on me and not for the positive. <laughs> not for the positive. Uh, I haven't really been able to talk about this movie with anybody else like in person because nobody saw it. Uh, yep. I like my mom, my my parents, my folks visited over the weekend. My mom was like, I think there was a movie coming out this weekend with with a Jared. Do you know anything about it? And I was like, yep, I saw it. And she's like, did you like it? And I said, I did not. No, don't go see this, mom. Uh, and uh, my poor wife had to hear all about it. I, apologies <laughs> to to Margaret Roush, who, has, to me. who, who to had me. the audacity to say, how Mark. did you like it? And then I just talked for 30 minutes and she was like, that's nice. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> so shout out to her for letting me talk about it and ramble about it. So um, I'm just really happy to be here. To, Maggie Roush. To sh <laughs> Margaret, shout out to oh, Margaret Roush. Ma Margaret Roush. <laughs> Going formal names here. Um, um, Brittany asked me a similar question, except for all I said was, she goes, how was the movie? I said, not good. I'm going to bed. Like, just, yeah, you probably made the better decision. And you guys had far more sleep. Right past it. Well, so, we actually have like a story with ours. Like, Doug and I didn't just go see the movie in our typical No, we, Oh, really? 
we went to go see the movie and then obviously had to have a couple beers and a few shots to, to really get it out of our system. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. It was weird. It was you have to. Yeah. It was bad. I want to I want to talk about that, but I want to play catch that quotable first because okay. our Patty family has been submitting another quote, and wow. so I want to make sure that we recognize them um, for that submitting is. them, um, and then we'll kind of get into the story here because it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so, gentlemen, our <laughs> quote this week submitted by one Roman Myers. So, shout out to Roman. Roman. What up, Roman? So, here are you guys ready? I'm ready yeah. for a Roman quote. Okay, here we go. Some Can wild. you help me with a missing persons case? I'm looking for a male about this tall, sometimes seen with a hand up his ass. Oh, fuck. I'm going to read it one more time. Can you help me with a missing persons case? I'm looking for a male about this tall, sometimes seen with a hand up his ass. I have. This sounds I have. like a puppet reference. What? It's a pub movie. Oh, yeah. It's a movie about a puppet, and I hope it's not that movie where the two puppets were having sex in it. I'm gonna be very disappointed. Well, you know, um, we saw that trailer, and there was like two puppets, and I wanted to see it because puppets make me laugh. But what are you even talking about? I would become talking about Morbius, and both of you are talking about this like it's a thing. No, it was because it was it was Melissa McCarthy. And yeah. then it uh, was Melissa McCarthy was the was the person lead, and she played like a murder detective. A detective. But it was yeah. yeah, And the and this is all from the trailer. I haven't oh seen this movie. My gosh, I do know what you're talking. I'm about so now. glad you do. But it's that whole like movie where um, oh, puppets and people yeah. live like together. But there's a yeah. whole like puppet murder investigation squad. <laughs> um, and then that's you know the, that's gonna be my movie guess. I don't know what the fuck that movie is called, <laughs> I, but that's gonna be my movie guess. Okay. Okay. Melissa McCarthy with the hand puppets. Okay. okay. Brian? We've butterscotched soda for less. That's fine. <laughs> we um, have. Which is fine because I can't remember it either. So I'm going to allow it. I don't know. I don't know. Chucky. Kid. I'm going to go older. I'm going to okay. I feel like maybe okay. Roman's trying to fake us out. I'm going to go older. I'm going to say Chucky. Okay. okay. I feel like this also could be like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. True. That's true. But I also think that they're. Okay. I'm going to go with Mrs. Doubtfire, and I have a very good reason for that. Because okay. remember, Robin Williams, he works for like a, he he gets cast oh, as like doing like yeah. public access yeah. with puppets. Remember? And he yeah. gets cast he went to the hospital and he did puppets in the hospital. That's Patch Adams. Oh, well. The right. the happy time the happy time, the happy murders. time murders happy yeah. time murders is once you said it to you once you yeah. said it I was like now I've got it all right yeah. I'm gonna hit enter on this thing all right what is it all right oh oh we oh. No, no, none of us were right Jesus. okay of no this surprise. is this is the movie Dead Silence that was released in 2007 um, it is said <sighs> by Detective Jim Lipton. Um and let's see who plays Detective Jim Lipton. I'm Are on there I, any I, puppets in here? Donnie Wahlberg plays Jim. Donnie Wahlberg. Wahlberg, Wahlberg, get your ass back in the burger shop and flip a couple right. burgers. You know, fun fact, he lives like an hour away from me with Jenny McCarthy. So that is fun. Um yeah. don't hang fun out with fact. their kids because they don't vaccinate. So just to say <laughs> it's up. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was such um, a shady ass comment. That was so shady, though. That was like, shady as hell. I don't kids because they don't vaccinate. Um, I I, re- I know the marketing for Dead Silence. It's the the doll. Or maybe I'm thinking of Annabelle now. Okay, it was a horror movie though, so You're I feel right like on. I got the closest. So here's... I don't get a point, but I feel Welcome like I get the films closest. in black and white. The movie pros. <laughs> That's right. We are. We class <laughs> this shit up. We yep. know it all about the movie. So That's a good quote here's... though. So here's the, so here's the movie Dead Silence. The synopsis from IMDb is a young widower returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a deceased ventriloquist. Um, oh, it wow. was directed by James Wan. Um, really? Yeah, it's got confused with Annabelle. Uh, the main lead is Ryan Quanten. K-W-A-N-T-E-N. Um, okay. and then Donnie Wahlberg. Um, you don't really Ryan was in uh True Blood, and that's about all that people might know yep. him from before then. Yep. So okay. um, but there you go. Okay. That's it. There you have it. There Love you it. have Thank it. Thank you, Roman. Ladies. You stumped us. You really did. Um, you really, really did. Well, and Doug, <laughs> you're at a natural disadvantage. You don't really watch a lot of horror. No, I don't. Um, yeah. That is that is a movie genre I frequently skip, um, specifically if it deals with like that. Um, demons, yeah. um, children, or well, any time that something is like based off of a true story. Where like I feel like 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 a serial killer, where I'm like, oh, they never caught the guy, and then I just stare <laughs> oh, out into my oh, empty no. backyard. And oh, I'm he's like, out there is what I'm hearing. Not today. Not well, you today. can watch the Zodiac now. So hey, good yeah, for you. Yeah, I, I can. I feel good about that. So any killer uh, that's caught, like Ted Bundy, you can, you're fine with those. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, and watch when his <laughs> biopic comes out. I can watch it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yep. yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we did we did the Lord's work this week, and we went to see. We did. Morbius. We um, did. And, and and before I turn it over to Marcus to give us his <laughs> Marcus. Marcus with that Marcus with that trigger finger. <laughs> yeah, it's deserved. Um we need to talk a little bit about some of the story that comes along with us seeing this. So yeah. First off, Brian had to wait because Brian, you saw this on Thursday, yes? Yeah, I did. I what? saw it on opening night. So walk us through, Brian. How was that experience of seeing this movie on opening night? Okay, a little context, and I promise it's quick. So I mentioned my folks were visiting this weekend. We sure had did. planned this trip, and they were like, hey, you know what? You and Maggie are hardworking parents. You you all go out for a date night. And Maggie and I talked. I was like, eh, we're probably not going to do a date night, but like, we'll go see a movie and get lunch. And she was like, do you want to go see Morbius? And I said, honey, I love you, but this movie... <laughs> It's going to be <laughs> awful. And I like we can go see a different like we were planning to actually go see Uncharted sure. uh, on Saturday, which it okay. hit more of the check boxes like as a couple for yep. a date night yep. movie. That's, that's yeah. definitely your movie. Yeah. Right. Morbius and I was like, you know, I don't know if you got that tone in there, but there's well, we ended up not seeing it because of some child care stuff. Just it was easier just to like go do something else. So we didn't end up seeing Uncharted, but essentially that was the plan at the moment and so thursday night i was like okay i, I got the kids down and i'm gonna go see morbius and i <laughs> i did that alone because i was like honey no i'll 
I'll go alone. I'm not saying I'm a hero. I'm just saying I. This is what I. <laughs> and do. they say that a hero can save us. Brian was bopping that song as he was getting his popcorn. Like, yeah, I did this. I did. I'm, this is a sacrifice. Yes, a large Coke, please. <laughs> That's how I saw this. Was there anybody else in the theater with you on a Thursday? Yes. Uh, there were approximately nine other people, which <laughs> was nine more than I anticipated. <laughs> on opening night? What a shame. In, and in Chicago, too. Like, in yeah. a Chicago area. Like <laughs> So it's not like he went... It's not like he saw it... Like, in Vermillion. I was going to say no, Vermillion. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus, you and I saw please. this together. Tell on me Saturday. about your experience, please. Okay. Our experience was good. Um, I we went and saw this. The theater was surprisingly crowded, but there was a really? big event in town. Um, so there Several was the yeah. yeah, so shout out to the um uh Tioshpe, which is the Native American Student Association on campus. They oh, planned yeah. a very successful Wachipi, which is fantastic for them. Um, but a lot of folks were in town. Um, so the theater was pretty busy seeing Morbius. Um, wow. I will, I will say, I'm kind of disappointed that there were so many people in the theater because I would have loved to have been like, "Fuck this movie!" like out loud several times. No, but you knew people there. But there we were a had lot people in our row. Like, <laughs> oh wow, like, I did not. And I did our typical thing in the, the before the lady before the movie started. She came over there and she was super nice. She was like, is there anybody sitting here? And it was her and her, you know, partner, significant other, friend, whatever. And they were, you know, sat right next to us. And in my mind, I was like, ooh, bad decision. Like, (laughs) you should pick a different row. We're going to be obnoxious. Yeah. You should should pick a different row. Um, And then afterward, Marcus and I went to visit a a local... a local bar um three local bars <laughs> three actually but it started wow. out with just one uh-huh. because there was a part of me that was like it's nine o'clock my yeah. wife is not sick all of the kids are asleep let's yeah. see how the uh let's see how the youths are living these days wow you how are those youths how are the youths living these days <laughs> i could say that i knew i was out of place when marcus bought me a drink that was intended to be a shot and out loud i said do you sip this or do you shoot it <laughs> oh and my gosh could you be any more square student, i love the student it right behind them is like uh sip it what the fuck <laughs> And I literally shouted at the top of my lungs, and nobody heard me. I sh- I said, "I'm 35." He did. He did. He did that out loud. And um, I said, also, These are important things to know. Also, Marcus got cornered for the better part of 45 minutes with a drunk individual, and I knew that this was a conversation he that was I was nice. going to watch and he observe. Nice. Excellent. He was very nice. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to Matt. Matt. (laughs) He asked Marcus, are you happy? And I was like, we just saw Morbius. Nobody's happy. Like, (laughs) we're not happy at all. Um, You know, I I love good conversation. It was a great conversation. And, you know, it, it was very positive. But he had asked me. Several deep questions consecutively. Like, bam, bam, sure. bam. 
Yep. What do you live life for? Why do you keep going? Why are you so positive? Are you happy right now? Do you ever get nervous? Are you single? I, I heard you fucking anxiety, anxiety for you. And I'm not even a part. I'm like three states away. Like, this, gosh. And Marcus handled it Ooh. like a pro. Like, he went into the like, yep, I've answered these questions before. I'm right. ready. And every, it was a great conversation to listen to. And I chimed in here and there. But wow. when you got to that question, I was like, this is, I used a quote. I actually quoted you, Brian. I said, this is not how I expected my night to go. And I said, <laughs> I said that several times. I also quoted you, Brian, when the guy went to go, because we were playing darts. And I said, boy, howdy. <laughs> I'm so happy I could be there with you. You were there I wasn't spirit. physically there. Always you were there with spirit. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Gee golly, Willikers. Um, but so that was a little bit about our story, but it was, it was fun. It was yep. a good night. It was fun to yeah. hang out and to, to, to kind of tool around, yeah. but gentlemen, let's, let's not delay any further. Let us get <sighs> into Morbius Marcus. Please uh, give us I your, yeah, okay. yes, I want you to do it. I want okay. you to do it. Um, okay. let's, uh, give us your barbershop summary oh, for Morbius and shout out oh. to Chris Schultons. Kids are asleep. I'm tuned in. Let's thank pod. you for joining us. Chris. Chris. What up, yep. Chris? Absolutely. But yeah, so give us your barbershop summary, Marcus. All right. Here I'm we excited. go. <sighs> okay. So. It starts off in an orphanage, question mark, across from a regular school. <laughs> yep. yep. So we get this story of these two kids, right? They both sick. All right. They we yep. don't know what disease they have. I you know, Brian made me go back into my mental <laughs> repertoire and actually look back on some of the dialogue. Of this movie, and they never they just say a rare blood disease and rare blood disease. Them. Yep, yes, it did. They have a rare blood disease. So yep. there's a school or a hospital filled with these kids who have a rare blood disease, and apparently one doctor running the joint. <laughs> there are generic bullies who live across the street. Um, you know what's funny? I couldn't remember where the doctor was from until I rewatched Sherlock Holmes 2. Yep, yep. one. I can't remember. Yep. I think he was Professor Moriarty. He is Professor um, Moriarty. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> basically, these kids are sick. Um, Morbius gets called up to the Gifted and Talented program because he's able to bring his new best friend, Milo the third or fourth, which his name is also Lucius, but they call him Milo the Maybe. entire movie. Maybe we don't his know. name is that. I don't know. We don't, we don't, we see <laughs> Milo. Know. Milo passes the fuck out in the middle of the movie, right? In the middle of the flashback. He lean he doesn't even pass out. He just leans forward in the bed. Like they told him, yeah, just lay forward. So then we don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, we don't know if it's his sickness or what's going on. But Morbius apparently saves Milo's life by putting a spring from a ballpoint pen inside of the computer. So he doesn't just get accolades <laughs> for saving Milo's life. He gets more accolades for being so smart that he was able to save Milo's life with a spring from a ballpoint pen. So they tell him, you're going to go up to the higher school. All right, Flash, the, the movie doesn't even start here. The movie starts at a cave with bats. Yes. In the middle of nowhere. Yes. In the middle of nowhere. And you see this in the trailer. Spoilers, by the way. Like, you even oh, care. But, you. I mean, yeah, you see it in the trailer. That's yes. where they start. Yes. It's a huge cave. It's a huge cave, and it's a huge trap for bats. They want to capture the bats, right? And yep. so... This Jared Leto, now, pardon my language, I may get the language wrong in this, but please, you know, watch my heart. Jared Leto is crippled 
or handicapped. I, what's the what's the preferred language here? He is. He. Uh, I, 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 he's on crutches. What, he what, has what, crutches. He, he needs crutches. crutches. And yeah, he re- he requires crutches to yes. be able to get around, and that yeah. is because the because of his blood condition. Yes, where he yeah. can't. You, it's mm-hmm. I don't know the disease to compare it to. I can't think of the name right now, but there is an actual it, disease it, which I don't know why they didn't use the real one. I to don't know why it. either. It, I don't <laughs> so, know, but he anyway. he has trouble walking, but he can yes. he can walk, but not well. It's not very well defined. He no. needs crutches, right? Yes, he needs crutches. So he has the. It's the. It's not regular. It's like the two hand walking crutches. I'm trying to paint the picture for y'all. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. They put this person on the edge of a cliff with a helicopter and a whole bunch of <laughs> So if there was an emergency, his ass spins the entire movie halfway rushing down the hallway. So I don't know what's going on. So anyway. I also have a lot back. of questions. <laughs> they fast forward. He is like this well-known doctor, very, very fucking smart. He rejects the Nobel Peace Prize, comes in. There's this doctor. Doug, can you please give me the name of the actress who plays the doctor? I most um, certainly clan. The actress that plays the doctor, her name is like Adria Ajorna, and she plays Martine. Wait, wait. wait, I don't like the fact that you just said clan. <laughs> yeah, I certainly I, clan. I, no, it's wait, no, it's it, Doctor Martine, Martine Bancroft, and oh, the name Martine of the Bancroft. actress. The name of the actress. Her name is Adria Ajorna. A uh. Yeah, that that's my best. Her, it's spelled A R J O N A, um, okay. Ajorna, I would assume, but I'm putting yep. my own interpretation on it. But yep. um, she's right. very gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Very beautiful, very beautiful. So Dr. Martine um, finds out that this guy is doing experiments with, with a bunch of bats, and he takes care of kids and stuff. And so to doing this experiment with a bunch of bats, he then goes on to explain why he has the bats and in front of her injects a rat and kills a mouse like the little test mouse oh, yeah, in front right. of her and then they leave to right go put another kid in a coma and while the kid is in the coma they don't figure out what's wrong with the kid first she looks down the hall which seems to be close or far question mark We're not really says, okay. the mouse is alive <laughs> Fuck the kid, the mouse is alive. Okay, cool. So then he goes and asks his best friend Milo, who apparently is rich as hell. Don't know how he got rich, but he's rich as hell. Yeah, whatever. So then Milo he asks Milo for a secret ship, apparently guards with guns, and they do this, they need to do an experiment in the middle of the the ocean. Cool. I have so many questions. For for legal reasons. For legal reasons. They go through (laughs) human trials, right? I'm trying to go, I'm trying to get through this. They go through the human trials, right? He injects himself through the human trials and on the on the boat. And then this is a boat in the middle of nowhere, and the guys are playing Uno on the boat and apparently have machine guns while they're playing Uno. For no reason. They do. No fucking reason. So the first (laughs) asshole comes through and he has to be an asshole. And he's like, oh, Doc, what's going on in here? Like, oh, yeah. So he's being big, bad, and macho. That's and basically <laughs> the dialogue, yeah. That, I mean, they, were like, they were trying to paint him as a bad guy. So then Morbius, they see him in the table. He's talking, the guy, henchman, is talking shit. All of a sudden, Morbius disappears off the table. He is now transformed into this vampire. This He's full-fledged monster. So he goes, mm-hmm. he fucks the first guy up. Okay, cool, boom. Then he goes, <clears throat> Dr. Martin tries to shut the door. The alarms go off. It's setting him off. He goes, and meanwhile, 
one of the henchmen hits Dr. Martin. This sets him off, okay? So, because then he sees everybody, yep. kills everybody on the goddamn boat. He then turns back human all of a sudden. He <laughs> he puts a blanket on Dr. Martin, calls the boat in as an SOS, and then deletes all the footage off of and the boat. And then he disappears. Yep. So then they call in the only person you could possibly call in to solve this shit, Tyrese, Tyrese. who didn't have nothing to do this whole goddamn movie. Just, I feel I honestly I feel for him. I'll get to that later. I on. don't feel shit for Tyrese. Marcus, Marcus and Tyrese <laughs> have a beef going. Mouth and had the nerve to tell everybody what's connected in the Spider-Man universe when all he did was look stern the entire goddamn movie. And he it very well. He did no, that part. In that chocolate trench coat he had on. That fuck man. No, no. Tyrese, he, that was pointless. He stands. He stands really well. He's staying still really well. Anyway, so he's the detective. They're trying to figure out what happened on this boat. So they do their halfway interpretation. The medicine works, but he finds out. Doctor Morbius finds out that he needs real blood in order to continue to survive the artificial blood that he made, which is blue, which they keep <laughs> they kept doing this entire movie of trying to make it the language to say, are you blue or are you red? Are you going blue or are you going red? Like we understand that that was the color scheme of the goddamn poster. There's no also, need to reinforce that. Also, I would love it if anyone would try to the next time you feel like having a Capri Sun, try drinking it. <laughs> Like these people drink, like they drink in this movie. You would be wearing it. Oh my god! So we keep going. Okay, so so then Morbius um has the cure. His friend Milo comes in, who's also sick with the same disease. Says, "I want the cure. I need it. I gotta have it." Although Milo has been painted as a nice person this entire time. Cool, whatever. He then at some point takes the medicine himself and they find out more somebody else gets killed and they think it's Morbius so they go to arrest him to him to find out Milo took the medicine too Milo's pissed this whole time because he's like I want him to embrace himself and who he is Milo you just became a goddamn vampire five minutes ago okay but whatever so then they fight back and forth because he's trying to get them to stop Martine is trying to help Martine spoiler alerts ends up getting killed but also biting his lip and coming back to life what resurrection uh whatever the fuck happened and then they milo fights and then are we getting into the post credit scene now i i mean you like you you have to because they showed it in the preview spoiler alert if you don't want to know what the i I mean kind of but (laughs) you saw it in the preview oh it's true it's a very good point so Adrian Toomes, who is the vulture, follow me here, y'all. This is long, but follow oh my me. Gosh. Adrian Toomes, who is the vulture in in um in the Spider-Man trilogy, he pops up in this universe. Okay, but they have to let him go because and it's all related to Doctor Strange's spell that he casted in the in the multiverse timeline breaking. He comes to this universe. But he's not the the person that they thought he was, so they have to let him go because they don't know how he got there. So he leaves. He gets out of prison. He then the, that's the first cutscene where they make a news oh announcement for that shit. Hey, now we gotta let him go. The door closes. More credits roll. After that credit sequence goes, you see Jared Leto in an Audi when he could fucking fly, <laughs> but whatever, fuck it. Um, so he's in an Audi. <laughs> <laughs> to follow a location ding i guess he needed a gps to find the guy with a big ass vulture jetpack on so vulture comes down and he tells him yo i don't know how i got here but i'm pretty sure spider-man got something to do with it 
um, me and you, we should team up. People like us should team up and get stick together. Morbius do says good, and, and do some good. And Morbius says interesting, and then that's the end of the end credit scene. Yep, interesting. I'm in end credit scene. <laughs> so this is Morbius. <laughs> this, this, this is Morbius. This is this is Morbius. Yep, that's that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, that's movie. Marcus, you really did the best you could. <laughs> I mean, because that was more entertaining than the movie I saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we dive into like our full review, I do want to provide some additional context for folks Please. just so that they we have it. Yeah. Um, first off, here's the top cat. Here's the cast. Jared Leto plays Dr. Michael Morbius. Matt Smith of Doctor Who acclaim plays Milo. Adria Ajorna plays Martine Bancroft. Jared Harris uh, who plays the the doctor who runs the orphanage slash hospital? Um, Ty, Tyrese Gibson plays Agent Simon Stroud. Al Madrigal plays Agent Rodriguez, and then Michael Keaton. Everybody else after that drops off, and we don't really know much about yeah, them. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is <laughs> the other thing to keep in mind is my Morbius's first appearance. Is in Spider Man, The Amazing Spider Man number 101 in October of 1971. Um, he has a two care, he has a two issue arc, The Amazing Spider Man 101 and The Amazing Spider Man 102. The beginning of this movie is comic accurate. So, where he is out on a ship and he is trying to do this, it's close to accurate there's a couple artistic interpretations i'm not upset about them as far as like comic book accuracy is concerned um i'm more upset about them for other reasons um <laughs> but the essentially this whole idea of like he's out in a ship he did that to protect innocent people was morbius's original motivation there was none of this like it's illegal i'll get arrested he was just being like i don't know what this is gonna do and if I die or if something goes wrong, I'd rather be out in the middle of the ocean where I can't hurt people is essentially the assumption there. Um, interesting. Yep. And so uh -huh. that's kind of the interesting thing there. Morbius is as far as a character within comic books. He kind of like he does this sort of he treads this really fine line to like at the beginning, he's seen more as a villain. But then eventually he sort of takes a turn and he's seen as a heroic figure um, and in some cases even an ally of Spider-Man in some mm -hmm. in some respects. Um, the storyline that I read with him most recently in it is the rise of the Midnight Suns. Um, essentially, Morbius is like, oh, I feel so bad about killing people and drinking their blood. <laughs> and essentially Ghost Rider goes, well, what if you drank the blood of those who uh, punished the innocent? Like, what if you just did that? What if it was punishment and you did it that way? And Morbius was like, sold. And then the, yep. then hilarity ensues. Um, <laughs> the box office numbers for this movie oh, are interesting. Um, so they're not great. Um, over this, over the weekend, it pulled in $39.1 million. Um, I think that is just within the United States. Yeah, that's what I saw. Um, and then it looks like, um, $84 million globally. Um, oh, what we're kind well, of looking like, so it's sort of a ho-hum type of like response. Um, but that is some context as we enter in the discussion surrounding Morbius Gentlemen, let's get after it. Who would like to 
okay, Brian. I'm here to simply play as a simple ally. Like, my God, like, we're lifting voices this weekend, Brian. Oh, please give us the first spot. Give it. Give us some of the. Give us a sticking point for you. So, and maybe not your biggest, but give us one of the ones that you just can't seem to I get mean, past. Okay. So here's my thing. I I don't understand why this movie exists. I just like <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand who is at what party and like you're all time like, you know what? If you can make a movie, any character in the so like just say Sony. It was a bunch of Sony execs. Like, who would you make a movie about? And like you know, people are like Felicia Hardy, the black cat. It'd be a heist movie. If you're like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. We want to do shocker. Like he's, you know, he's got the electric blast. It could be kind of gimmicky. It could kind of be this action schlock, but it'd be really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then there's a guy that's like Morbius and everyone's just quiet. And like, who? Like, Cue the what? record he, scratch. Like, does, and yeah, it's like, he's like, he's a vampire. And people are like, yeah, but like, what does he do? Mm-hmm. He's a vampire that's it <laughs> and then like somebody was there and they're like yeah let's go with that yeah and and that and the movie happened and i don't i don't like there's just no passion there's just there's, yeah. there's nothing here i've no. seen a lot of superhero movies and even the bad ones like fantastic four fan fantastic they were at least trying something they at least tried to be like, what if we had like the Spielberg wonder combined with body horror? Turns out it didn't work out well, but they tried something. Yeah. They, they honest to goodness tried something, even if it didn't work. Morbius, it's just like, I don't know. He's a, he's a vampire. Yep. And it's the movie. Hope you like it. Hope you like it. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think Brian, the I think you're probably your assumption of what happened is accurate, except <laughs> the man who said it was Avi Arad, and oh, he was Avi like, Arad, "What sure. if we made what if we made a Morbius movie?" <laughs> and they're like, "Get out of here, Avi!" And he grabs his coat and he walks out. And he goes, "You'll see, I'll make it myself." Oh, and then uh, Morbius, like that's Morbius. that's how we got here. Yeah, that's, that's how we fun. got here. Um, um here's that's okay. where, Yeah, go ahead, please. This movie is, it felt like, what's those little things? You know when you make a snowflake, right? And you got to cut it, uh, you know, you cut it uh-huh. in some places to put the whole, it felt like my dumb ass trying to make snowflake. I'm not great at arts and crafts. My hands were not made for arts and crafts, Same. right? Same. So when I go to make the snowflake, all I did was just cut a fat ass hole in the middle of the paper and made a circle and said, Ta-da! <laughs> Get so it. like it's me because I'm it special. Me, Marcus, I'm the snowflake. I'm special. So like it's like this. What this is what this movie felt like. It felt like so many things were just cut out of it, or yes, corners were just cut. The dialogue. I'll just start with the dialogue. The fucking dialogue is yes. terrible. Yes, it's pretty it's, bad. It's so bad. The one scene that sticks out the most is when Doctor. I forgot her name already. You're Doctor, fine. Doctor, yeah, Mar- Martine, Doctor Martine is sitting with Morbius at the table, and they're at this public restaurant. Mind you, this motherfucker doesn't wear a hood the entire time into, inside of the restaurant. But every time he feels like he got to go do some hero shit, he throws on that goddamn hood. Okay, cool. So they're at the they're at the restaurant. Sorry, my headphones came out. They're at You're the restaurant, and she he says to her in this very sexy wavy hair manner. 
I'm so sorry that I uh, did these things to you and got you on the boat. And she touches his hand and says, no, you didn't make me do anything. And then he says, well, I rescind my apology then. And I'm sitting there like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like, why is everything so whispery and sexy with Jared Leto? He's Joker. <laughs> whispery and sexy. Morbius. Whispery and sexy. Dude, you come on now. The dialogue was just shit. And yes. Also, that is just like that level of whispery and like really dry delivery of your lines was Jared Leto throughout all of this. All this, of this man sliced his hand open with a fucking machete and he stood there and he's like, you better get out of here then. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> there is a cave of bats and people are so terrified that they are running away from you and you're like, oh, you're not gonna like this part. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you okay Can you act or when like he's getting terrified he's getting interrogated and he says i'm getting hungry and you're not gonna like me when i'm hungry oh i had an audible groan i couldn't believe they i think did i that. said out loud i think i said fuck this movie like, <laughs> like i was so mad i'm hungry you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Like, what? Hungry. You are not Bruce Banner. Don't even try. Don't, it's not even funny. Thank please you. don't do that. Like, the dialogue I, was awful. I, also, during the, the bat the bat cave, during the bat cave scene, did you feel like that was one of the first... It was literally at the beginning of the movie. Holy buckets. Okay, that was like <laughs> the first time I realized I was like, oh, well, obviously, like... The bats are going to come out. They're going to mess up the helicopter and like we're going to get his origin story. And then it was just like, yeah. here come the bats. Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> and then it <laughs> cut. And I was like, there's a whole action sequence that they just cut. Like, that's yeah. clearly something they just yeah. cut that we'll never see, probably. And like, and maybe there's connective tissue there. Who knows? I don't know. And but also, it, it was so weird. And also, why did you lead with that? It was like, very strange. Like, yeah. of all the choices you could have made, lead with the little kids. Like, okay, great. I'm going to jump in. Right. Which one's Morbius? Which one's Milo? Oh, that's Morbius. And then, like, fast forward, like, your credit scene could be, like, your opening credits could be interspliced with him winning awards. And then the, yes. it ends while he's being a badass and snubbing the king of France for a fucking pull like Nobel Peace Prize and right. then and then Which, yeah. then put him in there with the bats. But you literally were like, no, you know what these people need to know? Bats. Go. But the transition to that scene to the flashback scene was yeah. a PowerPoint circular swipe. Oh my God, it was an yes, it was. It was Thank you. Holy buckets. You get me. You it, get me. And it shows up nowhere else. It shows nowhere up else. nowhere else in the movie. Nowhere else did they use any of these cheap ass transitions except for the beginning of the fucking movie. Yes. Damn. Yes. And, and it's, it's bizarre because I feel like in other movies, in other movies we've seen the beginning with the credits is interspersed with like hey it's jared leto and then it's like yeah here he is becoming you know a, a doctor mm -hmm. next person build hey here he is graduating boom like yep. like we've seen that like black widow is probably the best example like yeah. you see yeah. natasha growing oh, up or whatever God. i would have loved so a much is covered i would have loved a credit scene like that but instead movie. we get 20 minutes of present day flash back to flash Forward, forward 
and then I think there's isn't there uh, anyway. Even that's just confusing. Yeah, yeah. And then we you don't just... know how much time passes no. by this entire movie. There's no. no nobody's like, oh, it's been a month or it's been two weeks. There's nothing that says this could have taken it. This could have taken place in the span of two days for all we know. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. That's a great yeah. call out. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. The other thing that kind of pissed me off was what the fuck is up with those colors? Like which ones? The oh, in the credits? The the opening credits and the ending credits. Yeah. You chose a color scheme that was never fucking referenced at yes, all in yes, the rest of the movie. The blue, the artificial blue and the blood red makes purple. It, so that's where you get the purple Morbius. Oh, you sons of bitches! It, with but that. but Doug, I get it. it though. I get Doug, it. You you would have thought it would have been a bit murkier. It would have been highlights, not it look like neon. blood. Then the purple, oh the purple in his trench coat. That's why they put. That's when I told you he looked very sexy for a final battle. That's like, true. He did look. He, he got dressed up for a final I mean, battle. The outfit was like red carpet ready. Not I'm about to go kill my best friend <laughs> yeah. type fighting ready, but like whatever. Yeah. The fuck. So he had purple on his inner trench coat, and right. they tried to do this neon. They kept referencing red and blue, and I said, "Why do they keep doing that?" And it, I had to think oh, about it. It's because oh, Morbius yeah. is the blend of both. It's right. like he was the only one that did both of the blue and the red. So do with that information what you I do. mean, but it's still it looked like I was going to like a neon party in 1988. Like, yes. I didn't fucking need that. Like it did not match the tone. It I agree. Didn't at all. It didn't at all. I agree. There was no yeah. scenes that matched it. What pissed me off, one of the things that really, really got me outside of the dialogue what and I, I wish that I was over exaggerating when I said that this movie just was not good. I seen a lot of people say it wasn't that bad. Okay, yes, it wasn't that bad. But it also is not that good. And that's what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about. Is it's just not that good. So I didn't like when it came to his powers and his abilities and figuring shit out, he got all of this shit on the first run. Yes. Like, oh yeah, there was no trial and error. For the first time, he got his <laughs> um sonar hearing with his ears looking like um Ooh, not gonna say that. Um, his his, his ears like like his finger left in the water too long. I'll just say that. Yeah, pruny. yeah, yeah, pruny yeah pruny, very pruny. And pruny, so um, pruny ears, pruny ears was a superpower that wriggled when they wiggled. And so he yeah. got all of this shit down the first time. And I guess I don't know if they were trying to say because he was a scientist or so smart, he was able to just nail this shit the first time. But yes. when he started flying in front of the train. There was no type of pre prerequisite to him flying outside of him being on the rooftop and doing this shit in the with the wind. And then the next time he did it, he just took the fuck off and flew off. I was so numb watching that because I was like, okay, flies. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That was supposed to be a huge every huge scene in this movie turns out to be like it just felt like, oh God. It just was like Yes. It was bad. When he walked into that fucking tube of bats and he was like, you're my people now. I was like, yeah. this, we don't have to do this. And okay. I, like, <laughs> I need, no, I need to say this. Go, Brian, so please. there's this part at the beginning and it, like Dr. Morbius is like, I don't know how I'll ever cure, cure this child of this rare unnamed blood disorder. It felt like a placeholder. Like Insert it just kind of felt like bad disease here. here. And he's like, I never know how I'll fix this. I'll just go to my lab and uh, the the doctor uh, uh, Bancroft. 
thank you uh thank you bancroft thank you uh she's like hey where are you going he's like i uh, it's kind of secret but i have bats and like i'm paraphrasing here but it's like it's built up to be this mysterious thing he has a ton of bats by the way in the middle of a downtown a hospital of, it's a shit ton oh, of bats. okay like whatever like it's a lot of bats but like okay like you're this almost nobel laureate whatever prize winning person whatever and he then like he's like screen, hey, so people can't see pro- thank you yeah. i appreciate you and he's like so nobody yeah. can see I kid you not, five minutes later, there is a character who I can only describe as nurse or medical professional who's like, hi, Dr. Morbius, uh, you're needed in, call, in in room 5A. And it's like, wait, I thought this was like supposed to be private. His just... bat tube is fully fucking illuminated. <laughs> it is. It's like swirling. There's bats everywhere. And we've had this astonishment that he has Dr. Morbius, you're... <laughs> <laughs> like it's the equivalent of like an administrative assistant being like hello your 9am is here oh yeah nice bats like it just yeah. it, it totally killed any seriousness at all and i just started laughing and i felt bad because there were like two people like eight seats away like back into the right of me i was like oh man i hope i'm not laughing too loud but like it was just absurd it was like okay this is this is how we're starting the movie okay yeah i mean and, and they don't have to dr- like the delivery people like he doesn't have like anybody who has to sign for like bat food like yeah. nobody yeah. saw that coming and you're playing it up like it's some big secret like yeah. it just well, and that's the thing the, one of the other things that pissed me off about it like just really quickly is that it, like do it for the character morbius it's like they said well we can't just make him a vampire someone was oh like gosh. no that's that's enough like you could make him a vampire and that's fine no Give him bat shit, like just the ears. <laughs> give him, give him full on bat stuff, and they're like, you like, like you want him to be able to, like, I don't know, hear really well. I give him echolocation, like dolphins. Yeah. Bats have it too, right? And like they had to, like, that's the uh, thing that made me mad. It's like you could have gotten away with this by just saying he's a vampire. Yeah, that's yeah. enough. But instead, you said, like, no, he's got to hear. And then we have to do that whole thing with the ball and closing his eyes. Like, you didn't need to do that. This was enough. Yes. Yeah, this was enough. This Listen, this here's what I did like, just to kind of switch it up. Okay, sure. The, okay. the, the effects with his powers. I feel yeah. like I kind of dig. I, oh, now, they over-smoky shit. I, could, I feel yes. like the smoke Thank was you. a lot. But I do like the idea of how he interacted, how his powers interacted with the world mm-hmm. around. Him. Right. Like the wind thing before he flew, I thought that that was kind of cool to see how he yeah. saw it. And maybe I was supposed to be seeing it, I imagined, maybe to make the movie better, I guess, I don't know, coping mechanism. But because he was a scientist, he was viewing things as a scientist would. And that's sure. why Milo maybe didn't use the powers the same way or they didn't look the same when Milo really used them. Because he was yeah. viewing it in a different way. That was my excuse. I, I, I like the smoky feel. I like the way the colors look. Sure. But that was yeah. one thing that kind of stood out to me, I guess. The, the, if I have to say something nice, I think the, the, the visual effects aren't bad. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like they're done very well. And yeah. I, like, I liked the face stuff. Like, yeah. anytime Matt Smith had face stuff happening i couldn't look away because i was like that looks pretty good yeah that looks that looks cool that looks gnarly like i i i can't stop watching that but that was used so sparingly 
right. that was like maybe two minutes of the movie. Yeah. It was it was either used sparingly or it was used it's in a time where I didn't think it was appropriate to use it. Yeah. Like where it was yeah. like he's yeah. supposed to be having like a conversation and he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do the vampire face for this <laughs> conversation. Gonna, I'm going to I'm going to dance and vi- vampire face and to oh, the, God. And to your credit, Marcus. <laughs> To your credit, Marcus, that scene where he's where where Jared Leto's in the cooler of the artificial blood, and the real blood, and he's feeling like that temptation and the vampire part of him comes yes, out and he just that yells. Good. That was yeah. a cool effect. That was cool. That was a really was cool, cool effect. So I agree with you. I think the some of the more CGI visuals of this are not they're not bad. I just they're think that bad. they're they're either overused or underutilized, depending on the, the, the moment. I also appreciated how you said he drank the blood like a Capri Sun, like upside down, because you can like absolutely feel the weight of a PG-13 rating on this movie. Like uh you have a vampire movie that can't have a lot of blood. No blood in it. No. And Twilight got away with it because the vampires didn't have blood. So they sparkled instead, right? Like yep. with the mythology. So you just have what you end up happening is like blood is used sparingly or like it looks like somebody dropped a toner cartridge and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> like, did, are you okay? Is that oil or is that? Oh, that's, uh-huh. it can't be blood. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And also yeah. remind you, this man full fledged claws people in the face Oh like God. it's not like it's not like a oh he sucked Scrap. his blood and it's they're not doing the Nosferatu thing where he like whips a cake like and he's mm-hmm. sucking their blood this way he claws them straight in the face mm-hmm. the other thing is is that every time he's drinking the blood like that yeah. he mm-hmm. didn't well, make this noise but I envisioned this noise of like uh, <laughs> oh Jesus. like I, that's the noise yeah, I those heard. containers aren't meant to be drank out of no. those bags were meant to be stuck. <laughs> Like they're medical, no. they're medical meant to like have pressure from an IV. No. And for people that aren't watching the live cast, like the best way I can describe it is like if you took a garden hose and you you had one hand on the bottom and one hand on the top, and then you just exactly. you like you stood up and you and yeah. you took you know it from you, the top. That's the way they were drinking like blood the, uh, packets, you know, like the long pixie sticks. Yeah. Yes. Pixie sticks. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Just like if you like held up the back end just of a long strap the you strap a Capri Sun to the end. Yeah. Of it. Make sure it didn't <laughs> make yeah, sure it didn't fall out. Yeah. Those because those, you can't show the blood, so no, you have yeah. to have a hand over your mouth. So no. those oh would gosh. those would pop, and you would get blood. Oh, that would be excruciating. All it would messy. It'd be in your eyes. It'd be everywhere. But nope. Just a. And that's all it was every time. Now I did have somebody tell me that my friend Eddie, shout out to Eddie. Shout out Eddie to Eddie. What's up, night. Eddie? And um Eddie said, I didn't think the movie was that bad. He thinks what happens is we're spoiled by Marvel CGI films. And I'm gonna I should read this directly. Now I don't want to laugh at Eddie because Eddie No, I'm not Eddie, laughing at Eddie. I'm laughing no, at Brian's look. No, no, no. Yeah. I have a good response to this. I think I know Brian where this is going. So allow me to pull up this message so I can properly get it off. Please. So Eddie said, Where the hell Eddie message go? Oh Eddie, we got you. Eddie says it's a growing Eddie said, you know what happened? Marvel has us fucked up with their CGI and shit. It's a growing story. When Venom came out at first, a lot of people criticized it as well, but now look at Venom 2. It's the first one, and this one wasn't quote-unquote Marvel. 
they just worked with them a little or something. So you can't expect Iron Man or, or Spider-Man CGI. It wasn't the best. I get it. But the storyline wasn't so terrible. And then I went into why it was terrible. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you if you like if you haven't seen a superhero movie since like 1999, like this movie is Perfect. for you. Like Perfect. if you liked The Punisher or Daredevil or Electra, like then you will enjoy this. And to its to its detriment, or to they're the victims of their own success. Like Marvel raised the bar. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. I, Listen, I, didn't... I don't think that got shit to do with it. The CGI don't have nothing to do with it. What made this movie bad was they rushed it. They pushed it back, and then they keep trying to force this goddamn Sinister Six. Story yeah, we have us. to talk about this, right? Can it's I like I am so and Doug is the one that pointed out that Jared Leto went to a red carpet event with a no, not any no red car- car- not any red carpet event. He to went no to way home. the premiere of No Way Home doing his shirtless low cut V. I want everyone little, to know Doug has with pulled a little, down his shirt with a little with a little gemstone six here, and he just kind of was like, Look at me, no subtle secrets here. And that's yeah. that's literally all this was. Before yeah. we dive into that, the other problem I think with this storyline wise is Matt Smith deserves some type of award for he putting does. for committing to this because yes, I think I agree. I think as a care, I think as an actor, given the instructions that he's had, and especially coming out some of the interviews, he was like, "Yeah, I don't understand why or what I did, but I did my best." Yes, like. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that the motivation for the main villain, the main antagonist's motivation is like, I want him to appreciate what he is now. So we're going to fight. That was it. That's with no buildup before that. There was no, no, no growth in their relationship or displaying how close they've been over the years or nothing. Nothing. It was just, you're a vampire. I like being a vampire. You should be a vampire too and enjoy it. Like, and if I just, okay, just hear me out. Like, just, I understand movie logic and it's fine. We, we're here for a good time. But like, legit, if you're in a writer's room and you're having late night, you know, food and you're talking this over, mm-hmm. if I, if, if my brother found a cure to my disease and I get to be a vampire, I don't care if he likes being a vampire. I'm out of here. I'm yeah, going to go right. live forever. I'm going to go build a castle and, and just, you know, yeah. do vampire stuff, I guess. Why would I care? Like, and the movie never even, like, bothered to be like, no, he wants him to be a vampire because maybe, A, he's lonely. B, he wants to be part yes. of something bigger. Yes. Three, they have such a legacy in it. They have to, like, any one of those three mm-hmm. storylines I could have picked up on and all it was was Matt Smith yelling at him, like, accept yourself. And you to need Matt Smith's a- credit, he right. kind of did it. Right. I mean, also, you and, and, if, and if the writers are saying that, we did do that by us using the same quote, the few against the many. That's not, <sighs> that's not enough. That's, like you can't swap that to you, this. You, you can't right. have a generic Greek Spartan quote to make up for like an entirety's worth of relationship or connection. Right. No. And it I'm also sorry. can't and it also can't be the motivation for the the other thing that they did is they they really were like it's like they said, okay, there's character A, he gets powers. Well, what happens to the villain? Same powers, but he's not a nice guy. All right, <laughs> we've seen this done before. All right, yep. why well, why do character A and character B fight? 
What if a mutual friend dies? Well, do we? Does he have to be older? No, fuck it. It doesn't matter. He can look exactly the same so long as he dies. It literally does not matter. Um, His hair was redder in the flashback. Okay, dude. what Doug and Marcus are referencing is great, the doctor, Marcus. That man, uh, if that who, man has aged. Okay, if Morbius is thirty and he's eight when he's in that hospital, he aged twenty-two fucking years. The, the, a the couple hair of, was redder. A okay. couple of gray hairs. This man should be in a fucking wheelchair. Here's, okay, he's and like here's my biggest bone to pain. pick with this movie. Jared Harris, in an excellent actor, plays the Fantastic doctor that tends to Morbius and Milo. And the movie doesn't care at all to even bother shit. to age up nope. the, like Jared Harris at nope. all. They just don't care. They just don't. Do it at all. Like, that's the type of quality you're walking into. Uh-huh. Nope. And also, 20 years later. I also have a series of questions, and this is not appropriate, and it's none of my business, and I shouldn't bring it up. I like but where this the is fact going. that, like, Matt Smith and Jarrett Harris would have arguments with each other, like, this close. Like, I think oh, I... That was you... Jared Leto and yeah. Matt Smith. There was odd... Yeah. Sexual tension... <laughs> Between Matt Smith and the doctor and Matt Smith and Jared Leto. And I don't know what it was, but they were, I, I think at one point I just said, will you just kiss? Like, can we just get this done? Like, I, I it doesn't matter if that's the motivation. That's arguably, arguably a more compelling story. Actually, to have that him, is to have him be upset. Actually, him, it would to have him jealous of Dr. Bancroft. It makes sense why he killed her. It makes yeah. sense why he's angry. Oh my it gosh. makes sense why he feels alone. But you Damn. literally created this sexual tension to do nothing with it. <laughs> Oh, God well, damn it. And there was also, I feel like we're going to start wandering into this, but I'm going to start laying seeds for it. So there was an interview Please. that came out. I think Screen Rant uh, ran it. Well, I, I'm pretty sure about that. And basically, they were like, How did you prepare for the role? And Matt Smith was like, Honestly, I just I just did what they told me. I didn't read any comics. I was told I was one character, then I was another. I just did what I was told. And the vibes I get from that is like when you're at work and you're on a project, and you're like, this project's going to be bad. Like, it's going to be a bad quality product. Bad. This group I'm a part of, like, nobody's doing the work. I'm just going to do what I'm told. That's the vibe I'm getting from Matt Smith. He's yeah. the guy in the group project that shows up and like does his part of the presentation. Like the rest of this is bad. I know it is, but I did my part well. Look at my And part. then he walked Play away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And the whole storyline seemed to be fueled by okay, I'm gonna say this and then I'm going immediately into my next point because I just gotta do it. it. The whole storyline seemed to be fueled by love question mark, which I get in the 90s, at least Amazing Spider-Man, it was kind of the same way. It was when he was with Felicia Hardy. I think he mm-hmm. was yeah, Felicia Black Hat. Yeah, but Black Cat. Oh, and then he gets around. turned into Morbius. Yes. And then like mm-hmm. there's that whole storyline of them yes. trying to get back right or whatever. So this whole movie is like fueled by love question mark with him and Dr. Martine, which kind of popped up out of nowhere in my mm-hmm. mind. I don't know, but they didn't really expand on that. And I don't really know what the fuck was going on. So I in, just wanted to say that she bit his in, I have a good follow up to that later. In Keep the comic on. book, in the comic book, Martine Bancroft is the love of his life. In his origin okay. story, he literally refers to her as she is the only reason that I am alive. She is the only reason I'm going to try this experiment of uh, this experiment with electroshocking myself after injecting myself with bad DNA in, the, in his origin story. That, that would have just made more sense. I don't know. 
Because uh, yeah. I think that the I think they didn't want to just write her off as a love interest. I think they're yes. like, well, we have to give her some equity and make her a strong scientific woman, or otherwise we're going to hear about it. But again, they didn't do that either. No, no they, they did not. But so they tried. Like, no, no but she'll leave. Yeah. And then my next point is do it. Tyrese. Listen, <laughs> sit down, Tyrese. I want better. We're never going to get him on the pod. Okay, no, probably not fucking with me. But Tyrese, <laughs> I want better for you. Because I knew what was going to... Before this movie came out, I think I told Doug or... Bro, I think we were in the chat. Yeah. And I said, Tyrese is just... I'm just not a fan when he gets movies like these. Yeah. Because he doesn't really offer anything. And he's always like a third, sixth side character. Yep. And in this movie, he was that exactly... Mm-hmm. And but he, as Doug kept mentioning, got a big title card at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, no, he's top build. Oh, like, he's, he's top build. build, yeah. And so, but he didn't do anything this whole movie. He had the little hand. I know his character is referenced to be a comic book character, but his hand has this machine on it that nobody ever fucking explains. He's a detective that you didn't see the, the machine oh, hand, yeah. right? Wait, hey, he had a whole like machine arm. What? He had a machine arm, and oh, it was I might have missed this reference. It's a, it's a character. He is supposed to be a certain character from the comics of Morgan. Okay. Up. okay, and he has this like robotic hand in the final scene where Morbius is flying out of the yeah. after killing Milo. He flies out of it, and he has this thing on it has like wires or tubing in it or something like that with the artificial mm-hmm. blood in it. But huh. other than that, Tyrese didn't do shit this whole movie. He didn't offer anything to this entire plot they uh, didn't even wrap up his storyline they just was like see him fly out of the bat cave and everybody was like all right tyrese and cut you're free to go home thanks i i have to imagine so two things i have to imagine okay if i'm sony you're doing this we've done venom venom 2 we're doing craven morbius we're bringing in the vulture if we're going to do Sinister Six, you need a Coulson. You need a Coulson to like just be places to understand to put it together. And what I felt like they were trying to do is have Tyrese be that Coulson mm. in the Venom verse. That's what I felt. I don't really That's think they executed well on it at So he's all. the connecting dot to everybody that's what it felt like but it also and we'll talk about this later it also felt like there was just a ton cut like this movie the version we saw feels like someone that edited it like like it was due tomorrow like that's what it feels like and i feel like tyrese probably did more i actually know he did because i watched the trailer for this before we went Mm -hmm. to pod there's an entire forest sequence where they're arriving. All mm-hmm. none of that's in the movie, um, and I would give benefit to the doubt that I, I don't think it was. I don't think he gave like the performance of his life or anything. My <laughs> guess would be that he maybe had more that never that showed up, that was was cut, and all you got was like, "I'm Tyrese, I'm serious," and but also like. If, if if this is the guy that's going to be the connective tissue, you got to give us something to latch on to. Coulson was like down down to earth and homey. He was like, hey, I'm here. This is kind of over my head, but here's kinda some sage wisdom, right? Yeah. yeah. Tyrese has none of that. It's just kind of like the guy that you bump into when you're on the bus and you're like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, you, you better be. I Okay, I have a good one. Like, you seem really serious. Like, I hope you I hope you figure out whatever's going on, man. Like, uh, good, good vibes to you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Agent Simon Stroud was a man in the comic book. I'm going to give you really like 30 seconds or less. This is he was a CIA agent. He was friends with Black Widow in the comic book. The big thing that I think is more than likely going to come up later is that he while he's working, um, he went to work for the 30th Precinct of New York as a as a as a cop. And during that time, he gets put on this assignment to hunt a man wolf. Like for uh, lack of a better word, yeah. um, and in trying to like figure out who is, he finds out finds the man wolf. But Craven the hunter gets involved. He gets knocked out of the way, and eventually Stroud arrests Craven the hunter. So my guess he's, is, he's knowing what we know now, is that he's gonna pop up again, but it's gonna be in the Craven movie. They're doing a terrible way of introducing these people. If there's dog <laughs> shit way of doing this, it's like, back well, in the yeah, it's awful. You didn't even give us any no substance at all. Nothing. Nothing. No, that. Thank you, Mark. His counterpart there's... was arguably better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't forgive uh, the moment in this movie where they're trying to attack, track down Morbius, and his partner is like, "All right, there's a cat here," and they find the litter box, and he shakes the litter box like, "Here, mm-hmm. kitty, kitty," and I was like, "You're gonna That's shake the litter box to find the cat?" And yeah, they I didn't just, understand animals in this movie. Again, I started laughing. Again, I I looked around. And I, 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 I'm laughing now. You any? I don't even own a cat. You don't shake the litter box to find the cat. That's only in the commercials. This is an FBI agent. Meanwhile, a real cat's waiting around the corner. Like fuck this guy. I'm staying. Pretty much. Right. I I mean, like even Coulson, the first time you saw him, you're like, what is this guy's deal? Nobody immediately warmed to him, but they're like, you're kind of quirky and you know a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep tabs on you. Like you knew something. Yeah. was happening even in the first iron man right yeah like here's my card yeah um and with tyrese it was just kind of like they just told him to be serious the whole time and i believe i believe i believe that he was like okay you want me to be serious and i get to be the connective tissue done like i'll do what you mm-hmm. want yeah Again. and then it turned out like he just he was a cardboard cutout, and yeah. i don't think that was him but maybe it was i don't know yeah. i want to pivot us over now that okay. we're I want to pivot us over TV to the talk. end credit swings, end credit scenes, yeah, post credit scenes, as well as some additional information, yeah, that has come out now. That oh my gosh, and things. Oh happened. my gosh. So let's talk a little bit about this post credit scene. I'm going to start with the second one it was because ass. it pissed me off the most. Yeah, um, it should. By the way, the yeah. second post credit scene should. You spent the better part of an hour and a half telling me that Morbius is a good person, that he is a hero of this story only to in a three minute credit scene now say, but he's teaming up with a vulture and I just for, for, for no reason. And I think if I were the director and I read (laughs) that this was a decision they'd want and I'd say, so you want me to waste your time, your money and my time for six months shooting this, just yeah. to undo it. And they're yeah. like, yep, you got it. I would have been like, find somebody else. Like, cause yeah. that is dog shit. Well, 10th degree. Yo. Because it, it pisses me off that they just decided to undo the whole thing. It made me feel mad. And I, it was an hour and a half for me. And that was it. it there's two things here. One, I was upset by it too, because it was so low quality that mm-hmm. the second post credit scene, you don't even see Michael Keaton's face. It's nope. clearly a phoned in CGI thing. <laughs> and like, you, you sir are phone. not Robert Downey Jr. You have not earned this. You, right. Like 
you haven't earned it with that character. And it's just solely so clearly tacked on. The other thing, I do want to point people to an Uprox article um, uh-huh. that someone did with the director. Uh, Doug, I don't know if you have that info handy. I'm trying to look for the director. I'll find, I'll, I'll find it. You make your point. I'll find it. Anyway, Uprox did an interview with this director, and they basically were like, what happened? Like, just straight up, what happened? Like, this movie is awful. And there are some quotes in there that make it very clear this was not the draft the director turned in. Uh, And I and I feel like it's really important because we've been trashing this movie. And I want to make it clear. I think the performances are fine. Like they were fine, but it's very clear there are huge chunks of this movie missing. And studio involvement was I think it was 95% of this movie. And I think that's why it's so Mm -hmm. boring. It's so droll. And that is the biggest sin, which I will get into in my closing comments. But yeah, I mean, this was a movie made by committee and the director did the best that they could. That's what it feels like. The name of the article is, um, and I'll share it in our, in our, in our socials today. Um, It's Morbius director, Daniel Espinosa on what the heck happened here. And it was published today it was published by mike ryan who's a senior entertainment writer for up rocks yeah yeah yep. yeah it's it's a lot yeah it's it's a lot and i think the other thing brian to highlight that point is all of us lost our minds in the trailer when yeah all of us lost our minds if you go back and you watch the trailer there is a poster of of a oh, spider-man oh, 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 in it we now know from interview and it's ed murderer yeah and it's ed murderer and even I believe Adrian Toomes is in a full orange yes. jumpsuit in yes. that same alleyway. It's, looking it's at a more... scene that's completely cut. It is it is non-existent. Which and came out the same time No Way No Way Home came out. Yep. Shortly before, yep. And Morbius <laughs> and the director said, like, I don't know who put that in there because <laughs> that's not what I shot. Which, by the way, that mm-hmm. sequence, that scene we see, he's in a prison jumpsuit walking away, which uh-huh. leads me to believe they completely reshot or cut his escape from the prison. By the way, we didn't even mention he gets arrested. Yeah, he that's like how little that matters in this film. Yeah. Um, but like that trailer scene, that's not even in the movie. No. Nope. No, it's not none of it. And again, Brian, to your point of it being like just shot so shittily, <laughs> you had two years and numerous amounts of time to do the reshoots you needed to do to make this work. And essentially you jammed. It feels like you jammed those two post credit scenes in there to be like, shit, we really wanted this to come out before I, No Way Home. Here's my, well, here's my. It is what it is. Marcus, you haven't talked in a while. Please go ahead. Oh, thanks. Here's my um, hypothesis. I think that No Way Home and the success of No Way Home, one of the articles, and I think it was the Uproxx one, talked about Mm -hmm. how they they were waiting for No Way Home to come out because Mm -hmm. they were trying to be consistent in the graphic usage. So if you see in the second scene, they have the purple graphic, which Mm -hmm. was terribly added, by the way. It was bad CGI. That was terrible. Mm -hmm. And so they have the purple line in the sky and that's yep. supposed to signify like the same, you know, thing that tied into no way home. I think that when no way home came out and the success of it, that article said that it was Sony's idea to introduce the multiverse. And I don't know if y'all read that one, but it was one of yes. the, they said it was Sony's idea and not, I have the, I have the quote. 
Yeah, that's what the director is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is a series of exchanges. And the last question is that where the Uproxx writer really is trying to get them to nail down something specific about things that they had to change because of No Way Home. And there's two quotes. Um, the first one is from the after the question. Well, there's scenes of Michael Keaton in the trailer that aren't in the movie. So why? That's why I was wondering if some things had to be were reworked to match with No Way Home. Daniel Espinosa says, yeah, exactly. The first thing that happened was that we had Michael Keaton because we were planning on doing this. But when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, it said this is how the visual effects are. And then the idea of having him just encountered him in that universe seemed too complicated. And then we put it in the end. Um, and then you jump over a question and somebody said like that. He says that like that crack thing in the sky, uh, like that crack in the sky thing The Daniel Espinosa says, yeah, exactly. That wasn't done. That didn't exist. So there were all these small things that had to be addressed. But I think uh, the concept of having different timelines were, I believe, came from Sony, not from Kevin Feige. It was Sony that initiated the idea. I think that Miles, I think that. Miles Morales that you have in Spider-Verse, I would bet your life on I would bet your life on that you would have a Miles Morales from Spider-Verse in the MCU at some point. Which that was I thought was crazy. Which I, I thought that was a big swing. I mean, I was very like, big swing. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he probably got that information from somebody. It because the be wildest magic. thing would be the new the new uh I don't want to call it a Miles Morales movie, but the new Into the Spider-Verse movie. Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. yeah. Part one and part two. Part two could lead into, hey, we don't need to go find a Miles Morales. We're just yeah. going to take the one from this universe and bring Which, him to the real world. The voice actor for him is is very good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's in a favorite movie of mine called Dope, which I really yes, encourage people to go check good. out if you haven't. It's That's really good. good. Also good 90s nostalgia. I'll shut up. Go ahead. But then, But then I'm also thinking about how in multiverse of madness there are scenes where dr strange becomes a cartoon so he goes from real yeah. life and there seems to be these effects where he becomes until like more animated universe right within that so they could be playing with all of these ideas i don't know but here's what i'll say sony y'all should have just not did that i don't just i, I don't want to say this movie was a money grab it just feels uh... like a filler like, I don't think they, they thought Morbius was going to make a lot of money. I just think that this was a filler movie to try to get to the next step, which is Craven and Black Cat and uh, Madame I, I it, it It feels so soulless. It just, yeah. mm-hmm. it feels like a chore to everyone involved. Like, even, mm-hmm. even Elektra, which is not a well-reviewed movie no. or a good superhero movie, at least Electra felt inspired. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't vibe with like, oh, there's these spirits and they turn into animals, and Jennifer Garner's Electra and she's got a, she's got to fight them. It at least felt somebody cared. Somebody was like, no, Not these spirits are rad, or like, no, it's really cool that Jennifer Garner's in the red Electra suit and she's kicking butt, and I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. And there might have been ten people around that person that was like, okay, like I guess. Yeah. But at least somebody thought that was cool or like somebody felt passionate about it. This entire movie was just kind of like, oh, sure, fine, whatever. Next scene. Like, that's it's just, it's so bizarre to me. And I'll even I say it, about an Espinosa cut either. I don't want to hear nothing about. Please don't. Because every time <laughs> Marcus, you're going to coin movie, the term. I mean, because I feel like every Heard time here first. Movie, 
there's going to be there is a we'll release the extended cut the suicide uh, the air cut of suicide squad so we can see because leto's going to come oh from now and say we did a lot more and there was a lot more story building to it like i really want you all to see but it's too late for that shit. And we're not going to do this for every single fucking movie. I'm sorry. The Snyder no. Cut was the success of it. And it's a one and one type of situation with that. I don't, I'm not expecting this for every single fucking movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I have two, I have two points to piggyback off of yours. The first is, Brian, the same thing that you'd say about Electra, I would say about Ben Affleck's Daredevil and The Punisher. Yes. Is at least those two. Like, say what you want about Tom Jane. Sure. Tom, Tom, Tom Jane, he at the end of that, he fucking got it. Like, he got it. He, he was committed to it. He, the yeah. he got it. And people at the end could be like, oh, that's so cool. He's dragging him, and you see the skull yeah. logo and then credit yeah. scene. Like, that's that's a cool moment. And right. then same thing for even Daredevil there is that like that movie is not nearly as bad as people as i remember it at the time being <laughs> six weeks movie. on that playground fight scene that's all yeah, i want six that's weeks on the playground movie. fight scene i will say though to marcus's point know. i would not be surprised if it was jared leto that was pulling for a daniel espinoza cut because okay. this motherfucker walked around set in crutches in order to <sighs> get into the role they they I said feel that so he uncomfortable was, hearing he was that. talking he was talking so he did it so long and it was making production take so much time that they said like Jared if you don't want to use your legs <laughs> we'll get you a wheelchair you can't fucking do this anymore because bathroom breaks would take two hours I, 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 I okay that's here's okay you know I, what whatever I I'm just saying this <laughs> I feel like whenever we hear about method acting it's always about people just get a brand. Inconveniences to other people. You never hear people doing method acting for like being the nicest person in the world or a good person, like just whatever. It's always an inconvenience to other people or being jerks, especially in Jared Leto's case. I'm going to focus in on him because when he played Joker, he was dreadful to his co stars and he did not need to do that, especially to Margot Robbie, which we've talked about, who has gone through quite a bit in this industry and she did not need to have the things that happened to her. Yeah. By the way, she's already carrying yeah, DC on her back. She needs a yeah, break. Anyway, yeah. I just think that's really like, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way hearing yeah. that. Cause also it just, instead just of act. method acting, that's what I was just about to say, Brian, right. Instead of method acting, how about you just act? Like just, yeah, just act. Like I, I, I'm not expecting you to win any awards, even in the movie with you and Denzel. Like, okay, bro. Like, I just no, just act. And just and act. I'm not like I I get it. I'm not an award winning actor. I understand this, and I I took a few acting classes, but even I can discern the difference between like, ooh, I have to go to an emotional place and get these feelings that are uncomfortable to get a good performance versus like, I'm going to inconvenience literally everyone around me because I can. And because I, I, I need this for me um, for this movie about a vampire. Like, right. is that, is that necessary? I don't know. I, it makes me feel, un I don't know. I don't know. I think it's only good. It only, it's only good for him. If the movie does good. If the movie continues to do well, that's, bad, uh, that's, that's always the risk reward with method acting. I, exactly. Because it What's makes the, sense if he wins an Oscar for this mm -hmm. award, 
oh, I was really into it with the method acting and blah, 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 blah. That makes sense and people eat that shit up. But when the movie sucks, you just look like an asshole for taking well, up too much time and taking up everybody's time. Well, go and ahead, Doug. And the other thing I'll say is it's like, maybe focus to y'all's point, maybe focus on like delivery of your lines. Like <laughs> figuring out how to be a vampire by like, walking around like a vampire or figuring out how to be someone who relies on crutches to get around by walking around on crutches to get around. Yeah. That tells you one piece of it. So I think for me, the bigger problem is, is how fucking reductive of yeah. you as a person of that character is it's yeah. like, I don't have to emote. I don't mm -hmm. have to deliver my lines with some sort of like delivery and emotion. I can boil this down to a, how am I going to method this crutches? Let's go with that. Yeah. Yes. That's the other thing that makes Fuck me really me. uncomfortable. Like, that's just such dog. Also this shit about him on suicide squad. Oh, I was, was reading terrible. that while you were it's, talking it's, about it. It's it is asinine. Awful. It's he allegedly sending uh, allegedly sending a dead pig to fellow cast members. He apparently sent Margot Robbie a like a dead rat just for mm -hmm. yep. like funsies. Mm -hmm. And it's just fuck, man. Like try delivering your lines with some sense of emotion instead of fuck. I'm, I ugh. well, and the thing oh, that I'm not prepared to get into, and I feel like we would need to have someone on the podcast to talk about this. Yeah. But like. I feel really uncomfortable. Like there are people that, that, that go through this every day that they're not acting like they can't, they need to use crutches and you're just like trying to do this as a, as a an bit. acting technique. It just, just doesn't bit. sit right with me. I don't know. I haven't fully thought it out, but like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, like this, just, this whole... it's, yeah. it just makes me feel weird and I don't like it. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, it's an ableist perspective, right? It's like a, it's like a, you're you're trying know. to you're trying to trivialize someone's daily life experience and you can walk away from it at any I, point in time. Well, and they can't. And it's just it feels. Yeah. A shitty thing. to Thank do. you. Yes. And I feel like you can describe Dr. Morbius's condition without that. I think that's I think oh. that's the thing where I'm landing is like I can understand he has a rare blood disorder and he doesn't have a lot of time. And this mm -hmm. guy's literally willing to do anything to to do that i i get it like we've all been in a position right where it's like i would literally do anything not to feel the way i feel or be in the position that i'm in right now and we've comics, all been there he's not in, in the comics he's not in crutches at all yeah he okay. just he yeah. just has a ticking clock this was this was a choice but also they never showed in the movie the struggles he had with his condition like uh -huh. you showed the kid flashback but you don't show his yep. daily life as a doctor uh -oh. having to deal with this stuff or what that looks like outside of the transfusion. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, it, they didn't show anything that made it compelling to be like, Oh wow. He really did. You know, he oh. really showed us what it was like. All they said was he has a problem walking. That's all I got. from. Yeah. Him. Well, I and guess, there's, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, good. Brian. I guess what, what's bizarre to me is that I feel like this would have been a really good opportunity to talk about like that. I don't really feel like a ton of movies have explored of just the idea of like, I'm running out of time and I, I don't have a lot of options left. If, and if you were in that position viewer of this movie, mm -hmm. here's the, here's the example you're presented with. You can take this terrible solution of literally turning into a vampire and drinking blood. And that fixes everything is the remedy is the solution literally worth the price. Is uh -huh. that worth it 
to you and there's a good movie in some multiverse exploring that about like yeah hey maybe it's both like yeah i'm a vampire and i get to do all this stuff yeah i do need to find somebody to drink blood from but i don't know is it worth it and maybe there isn't a clear answer and maybe that's what art is but instead we got this this butchered schlock where nothing really makes sense and everybody's kind of a stand-in for a trope and then the movie ends with Michael Keaton phoning it in, right? What is this movie? Yeah, I, I think, Brian, the other thing, I, I have two things. One, you're absolutely right. There is a better movie. It's called The Amazing Spider-Man because that's the exact same fucking motivation for Kurt Connors. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's really? the same movie. Oh no. And he, <laughs> oh, and, oh no. And Brian, the only reason why I know that is because, again, going back to comic books, in more in Amazing Spider-Man 101, B- Spider-Man grows additional arms because he's trying to get rid of his powers. And who does he consult about arms? Dr. Kurt Connors. Oh my gosh, you're right. So this is this is, there is a better movie. It's the Amazing Spider-Man number one. Starring uh, Andrew Garfield. Starring Andrew Garfield. And Emma Stone. And Emma Stone. The other thing that I'll mention is like I think the other part of me that that bugs me um is comic book wise, Morbius Dr. Michael Morbius is disfigured. His blood condition has made him physically (laughs) disfigured, right? Like visually, his face is very Mm. gaunt. Like he just looks kind of hideous. And he's not the beautiful lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. Right. And this and then his and then his condition makes him look worse. Right. It's almost as if someone said, well, we've got Jared Leto, so we can't make him (laughs) disfigured. So what can we do to convey this point that life is hard and maybe he's looked at as a freak? Oh, give him crutches. That'll do it. And there's a part of me that can't reconcile that. And maybe there's something, maybe I'm being a little too harsh on the studio, but there is a part of me that's like, you couldn't do literally anything else. Like you couldn't have said like, Give him a miss. Give him, make him wear a fucking eye patch. Like, like literally anything else. But this, this is the route that you went with it. Is it's like, because that's the only reason, right? Like they have to convey that sense of disfigurement, or they have to convey that sense of like the blood disease affecting his life. And so they said, like, well, people won't get it. He's he's Jared Leto. He's super sexy. Like no one's gonna get it otherwise. So we have to do it this way. And it's just like a don't. Please don't do that. I, I just Please don't do that. You're man. right. Though. They wanted lives. his face. They wanted his I beautiful wanted. face as Morbius. Yeah, and Morbius right. is, is literally like Drac. I shouldn't say that, but he's figuratively Dracula, like in the Marvel oh, yeah. universe. 100%. And, and no, but, he's beautiful. It's fine, I guess. But you're right, Doug. Like it just it felt like they had to shitty. use him in a certain way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not nice. So this movie was unnecessary. Here's my final thought. <laughs> Final thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's do final thoughts. Necesito. It was just, it was like, you could have just released this straight to HBO Max or... I mean, it would have gone to, I guess, Amazon? No, Netflix or Stars? So, like, you could have just released this directly there and let people have a field day with it, and maybe people would have, like, accepted it more. But when you take the route of a big movie release, something you kept pushing back... It's Jared Leto because, you know, like it or not, Jared Leto is a big name. And I do believe he will have a big break movie 
Um, and he's not terrible in everything. I mean, I mean but he, it's, it's, I mean, Lito, I, I don't know. He's done a lot of stuff. I mean, he won for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Buyers Club, he won an Academy Award. He's an Oscar Award winner. He was nominated for House of Gucci. So maybe he doesn't need these superhero movies. So like, like maybe you just leave these alone. And so I just felt like this movie was unnecessary. It could have been so much better. It's not the worst movie, but in the world of superhero movies, you have to come with some type of grease like behind it. You know what I mean? Like you have to come with some type of oomph to set yourselves apart, but to also be able to tell a good story that we're used to. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I agree with you, Marcus. I don't think that this movie is necessary in any way, shape or form. I can see why Leto thinks that he has to do this movie because of the amount of money that comes along with being consistently cast for the next five. So I get why you think you need to do it. I would say this movie to kind of in addition to what Marcus said is being unnecessary. This movie is a like, hey, those who are going through like logic classes or who are in law school. (laughs) If you ever hear about the sunk cost fallacy where you think like, oh, man, I've already spent all that time, money, whatever on a project. I can't back out now. You absolutely can. This if it had come out in 2019, maybe this is a different conversation. But yes, but now that you've seen now that you had to spend so much time, you pushed it back two years then you spent all this time trying to now explain a movie that's gone on to make literally billions of dollars. You have to now go back and explain where it all fits in. You could have walked away from this shit, put it on a streaming service and no one would have been mad at you. They literally they don't have a fucking Spider-Man. Right. Okay. And that's the other part of this that I think is different too, is that again, if this, I think this story is better if it is, he's trying to do again, it's better if it's the amazing Spider-Man, oh but gosh. not lizard. It's Morbius. This is a better movie. That's a better movie. Like it's I, a, it's a better movie guys. Well, have I said that it's a better. Movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> I heard. Okay. I have two closing thoughts, and I will make them concise as possible. First, I heard a wild, wild theory um, that I saw on Reddit. I don't know the username. This user, though, said, here's what makes sense to me. In 2019, this was made with Far From Home in mind. And they had Vulture, and they were coming off hot off of that. Basically, the idea being that these were concurrent timelines or they were existing in the same universe and that by the time No Way Home came out, they would they would be able to loop in either Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire. They'd be able to get one Spider-Man for their Sony universe. Mm -hmm. Right. And then this movie kept getting delayed unexpectedly because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you, they got left in a situation where they're trying to lock down a Spider-Man and they literally can't. Tobey Maguire is 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 not. He's done. Spider-Man like done. he's good. He doesn't want to do. Guys, he's just he's he's fine. He wants he, to take his equipment and go he, home. Like he's 40. all he wants to do. That man, that man is forty. I'm pretty sure he's done. Andrew Garfield is is now riding the award circuit. He's going through his second award season. Like he's he doesn't need this anymore. Nope. And And Tom Holland is on his way up there too. 
Tom Holland is probably contemplating retiring and being yeah. the, the holding Zendaya's crown, like yes. I, which I would understand. So <laughs> they weren't able to secure I'd a Spider-Man, and they thought they'd be able to work that in somewhere, and they couldn't. Now, I don't know how much of this I believe. What I hate about it is how plausible it is. Oh, yeah. What I hate is that Sony was thinking they could get one of those three and then just shove it in that movie to make mm-hmm. it relevant, and it never happened. Yep. That's one idea. That is one idea that I am that that, that entertains me. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Toby Maguire um, is forty six. Thank you. That dude. That dude's <laughs> oh, not going to be Spider Man again. I mean, he's certainly bad. not going to be Spider Man for Mobius or he, Morbius. He, sorry, he's, he's, Loki. Anything else? Not Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we're not going to discuss these. Here's all the other questions I had because I hated this movie so much. <laughs> There's a chameleon reference. It's never followed up yeah. on. Avi Arad is involved in this. Yes. Uh, what's up with that it is never defined how exactly morbius can control bats the finale is literally him doing like a kami from dragon ball z of bats towards matt smith in a low-lit sewer never really explained he's a wanted man after he escapes prison but decides to have breakfast in an incredibly public place um when he's escaping in the chase scene he just kind of gives up and just goes to prison in the middle of the city. Yep. Um, the ship that he was on is technically unmanned when they find it, but there's a bunch of mercenaries on it, but there's no crew, but he kills them all. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening here. This feels like that's a, a giant chapter that's cut. The artificial blood isn't needed. It, it doesn't add anything. You could just be like, oh, you need to consume blood in like two days. I really want to answer that just... one, but also I don't. My only mm-hmm. answer for that is... You have to make him take the high road somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only that's way he can take the high road. That's but go ahead, Brian, fair. please. I don't no, want no, to... no. That's fair. I take Plus, that. Um, the, also, the doctor make... had a hair change. I take that as well. The last thing I'm going to talk about here is that Morbi- Morbius makes a solution to kill himself. He literally, in the movie, is like, hey, oh, I, yeah. I, I can't have this curse out. And he uses it to kill Matt Smith. But then the movie moves so fast at the end that not only is it not addressed that he doesn't use it, but then he meets up with Vulture to be like, I'm intrigued about Spider-Man. Yeah. It's just, it's a mess. I, I, I This movie has oh, taken a place in my heart Same. where I used to hate X-Men yes. 3 The Last Stand the most. That was my most hated Superman, superhero movie. And Good Morbius, man. congratulations, you have moved into this slot without any effort. I can't recommend you. I wish you the best in your streaming and people finding you in some weird Sunday afternoon of a movie and people say, how did this get made? And good luck. <laughs> my, my Brian, I feel like, yep. I, I will say that I feel like the Palpatine to your Skywalker, Brian, because I was like, I was like, good. The hate is strong. Honestly, I try to be really positive with movies. Like, there's a lot of things that go into this. It's a huge team. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone made a lot of bad decisions and then made this thing. Like yeah, it's a is... skeleton with a heart just begging to be put out of its misery. It's not can you even call it a person? It's a skeleton with a heart. It's a tin man for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well listen, oh. we don't put no punches here. This movie this was not it this was not it. It was not it. And if you do make a sequel, I hope you do learn from 
your mistakes because obviously wow. Dr. Martin came back to life as a vampire. Yes, we didn't even talk I'd about her. that movie. To yeah, be honest, so... we didn't even talk about her, and I kind of feel bad we don't, but she's just this movie is so bad that it almost like is like you're important, but we're not going to talk about you. Like it's, you know, it does this thing of like saying like, look at this person. She's pretty. Don't ask her about her life. Look, though. Like, listeners, yeah. listeners yeah. and viewers. If you've listened to any two, even one podcasts of us talking about a movie, if Marcus is the one being like, okay, hang on. It's not, let's get some positivity here. <laughs> that's how, you know, this is a terrible <laughs> film. Roles were reversed. Uh, and and you need to call a duck a duck. I appreciate every and I think I made it very clear. The performances are not the issue. I don't know who was who behind the scenes was pulling the strings, but congratulations, oh, yeah. you made a you you made a movie that nobody yeah. likes and most people hate. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's exactly yeah. what this was. Yeah. Well, uh, we did it so you don't have to. I'm not yeah. gonna ask my yeah. co-host this question, but please don't pay money to see this movie. Don't. Wait until it comes wait. out on Redbox. Just go wait. Watch something else. Just you can I, go watch a literal bat fly around a house somewhere. Right. Like watch the Batman again. Honestly, that, honestly, or, there were a lot of points in this movie where I leaned <laughs> over and asked Doug, "Am I watching <laughs> Batman right now?" The bat, the bat tube. When they had the, that the like tube, score. Yes, it was the music. I was like, it, yes. "Am I watching Batman right now?" Yep. Yes. Yep. I would oh. say, um, I would say, find a local comic book store and find a Morbius story that you can read because you it's going to be that's actually way more wholesome. So much. Listen better. to Doug and it's going to be so much better than that. And you're supporting a local business in the, in the meantime. But, um, gentlemen, what do you all have to plug this week, um, Marcus? Listen, I have been reading and watching more. I have a lot of comics. I'm in my Nightwing um, year one comic run. It's really, really good, man. I forgot how good this is. Uh, I don't think I've ever read the story all the way through like this. So it's really good. So um, I also have been watching Young Justice. Young Justice came back from hiatus. And so I might talk about that in the Patreon behind the scenes, only behind the paywall, only give a review of that. Also watch Moon Knight um, episode one. So we can talk about that. Behind the Patreon or on air, we'll figure that out what that looks like down the road. But um, watching a lot more, consuming a lot more, a lot of, and the important thing is consuming things that I like and enjoy, which I think is very important. So um, also, don't forget to follow the mantra never offend it, always humble. Um, the store is open. Go to my bio, follow me everywhere at Marcus J. Destin, and more music is on the way. Fantastic. Brian Roush, what do you have to plug, sir? I got two things. One, check out the lovenerds.com. Uh, you know, usually look, it's the spring. You it, it's it's maybe not perfect to go outside right now, but you got some holidays coming up and you might need some recipes. Just save yourself some time. Go to lovenerds.com and you can get some recipes. They're easy. Marcus loves the chicken wings. You want a home yeah. run? Make some chicken wings. Somebody deleted Do that. My picture. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but I lost it. You're good. You're fine. Uh, The second thing I'm going to promote is a programming note for next week. There's a big wizard movie coming out (laughs) this Friday uh, when you're listening to this. We are not covering that movie for a lot of reasons. And instead, we're going to be doing a news episode and on our Twitter and our socials. Uh, for sure, Twitter, we're going to be highlighting trans charities that you can donate to or different initiatives that you can support. And we think that's more important than covering this wizard movie. So I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped to help out with that. Uh, so you'll be seeing stuff from that. Make sure to follow our Twitter 
And we will be having more information on that as, as it comes. And you're going to be getting a bomb news episode next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, all I have to plug is uh, two things as well. One, um, I have used some of my comic book knowledge to do a bonus episode for the Patreon that dropped last week on Thursday. Look at that. Giving, giving people an idea of what Morbius is about from a comic book perspective perspective as well as a little bit of insight into moon knight as a comic book character as well it's about 10 minutes so sign up for the patreon go and check that out it's a lot of fun and again we have some big stuff coming um we're working on a t-shirt that we're very excited about that we're hoping to share with you soon Mm -hmm. so um stay tuned for more um because we got some big stuff coming so be sure to stay tuned for that but gentlemen we have a three-step process to success and so brian please give us your first step the first step is read a book. You might have heard Doug and Marcus talk about reading different things. One of the things I'm going to highlight here is Doug read up on Morbius about the actual origins Dude. of this character, not the movie that just came out. And read a book. Maybe read some of those origin stories because you'll probably find out they'll, they, they, they're better. And they're you're going to enjoy better. them more. And understanding those origins might... in it might it, uh, enhance some some of your enjoyment of the movie. Probably not, but at least you'll know the <laughs> origins and you'll have an entire experience that you'll be able to read. That's just for you. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Um, Marcus, please give us this second step. The second step to success is make sure you drink some water. You don't want to have bloodthirst like Morbius. You just want to drink some water or whatever. I don't know. Like, I, whoever read the script didn't drink enough water. They just was drinking all juice. That's why <laughs> they were on a sugar high when they wrote the shit. So, you know, drink some water. Fiji, treat yourself to some something nice. Get a water filter. That's also good. If you live here in Vermilion, the water can be kind of rocky. Get yourself a water filter and clean it out and drink some water. For sure. Um, gentlemen, our third step is look, wash your ass. If especially if you've seen this movie, you gotta wash this movie off of you. Because you're gonna carry Marcus just busting out the speakers Marcus here. Just, like I, I don't want this anymore. It was a complete accident. You are gonna carry the stink around this of this movie with you, much like the smoke trails that were unexplained but you're gonna carry them around with you all over the place so be sure to wash your ass and get that stuff off um i am taking a week off next week to go to lubbock but i am leaving things in my colleagues trusty hands um to kind of cover the news um but we'll be back shortly after that with some good stuff so be Mm -hmm. sure to tune in but in the meantime and the between time stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all we'll catch y'all next week. I think I just